Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder of this organization, and I have with me today Kim Heineke, Director of Operations for Arise. In today's episode, we want to talk about something every mom with younger children wants to know. As the summer winds down, what are some ways we can get our kids ready for back to school? You know, the lazy days and the loose schedules are the best parts of the summer, right? Mm -hmm. But they're almost over. Yet sooner or later, the time has come where we need to prepare them for school. It's true. The first few days of school can be overwhelming and daunting, even for returning students, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we as moms help make the transition a successful one? So, Kim, let's just get started in this topic that is so important Mm -hmm. in preparing the atmosphere and the groundwork for our kids to jumpstart and launch them into a great school year. I mean, you have two little ones who are homeschooled, and so yours might look a little bit differently than others, but yet underneath it, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. So how do you break through the bubble that school (laughs) is about to begin? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is indeed a tricky one. Um, You know, we just we talk a lot about it. Like kids, and my, my situation is different because I do homeschool them. But in some ways, it's very much the same. My boys know when we're going to start school again, just like a child that, that most children that go to public school, they know when school is starting. One thing that I remember doing that kind of set the tone for the year when my, uh, my older children went to public school, and we would start at the very beginning of the summer praying for their teacher. They didn't know who it was going to be. That. But we would pray. They... You know, kids have an idea of who they want or who they don't want or whatever it might be. So we would begin at the very beginning of the summer praying that God would put them with the right teacher and that it would be great. We would pray for everything like, I hope she has a great summer. You know, like, Lord, help her get lots of rest, help her spend great time with her family. I incorporated so many different things into those prayers in the summer that they, even without knowing the teacher, felt a sense of, I know her. like Attachment. I've, yes. I've been praying that she would have a restful summer. I would be praying that she'd, you know, have a good vacation and things like that. Then when they got to school, if they got the teacher that they wanted, then we would say, isn't God good? Mm-hmm. He, You got the exact teacher that we have been praying for all summer. Now, I'm not stupid. So I know <laughs> what's going to happen if they don't get the teacher sure. they want. So if they didn't get the teacher that they would want, I would say, man, isn't God good to give you exactly what we've been praying for all summer? It may not be Mrs. So-and-so that you thought you wanted, but this is the teacher we've prayed for, and God knew this is the one for you. I love that. And it seemed like it really calmed fears. It's like my kids were invested in their teacher before they ever walked through those doors. And there's something really great about telling that teacher face-to-face, we have literally prayed for you for the last 90 days. Yes, finally, you're here. <laughs> yes, yes, and now we can put a you know a name to, to the prayer or whatever. So I would say that's the number one thing I would recommend moms do when you're gearing up for school. Maybe you're listening to this and you have five days before school starts or 48 hours before school starts. It's, it's start now and do that with your kids and pray for that teacher 
with your children so that they're invested in that as well. Sure, and I love that. If you have little children as well, it would be fun to have them draw pictures of mm-hmm. what their teacher might look like and mm-hmm. and you in the classroom and the other classroom and, and draw you know words above it, like this is how I'm going to behave in school. I'm going to be the kind one, the, mm-hmm. the one good. that listens and so forth. So kids love to draw. So I'm thinking of my grandkids, they would be drawing pictures right now uh-huh. of what they want their teacher to look like. <laughs> you know, So they would want her to probably have blonde hair and red lipstick and big earrings. <laughs> and so anyway... So we, we just have to, you know, have fun with those pictures. Yep. You know, for me, one of the big things about back to school, as I look back and think about where you are in preparing your kids to go back to school, is uh, your attitude is huge. Mm-hmm. A positive, and this is just what you're talking about, a positive anticipation mm-hmm. of the good things that are going to come from the year, all the hidden things that you, that's going to help you grow and all the wonderful things you're going to learn. It's almost like a, a spirit of celebration, like it's a big, big deal because I remember even you know when I went to elementary school you know it was just a big it was a celebration part of that was because my mom and dad let me go and pick out my school supplies mm-hmm. oh and I love school did you supplies. Not love I love them school? now <laughs> I love them now I don't if as long as I live I'm always going to Walmart in August and buying new pencils and pens something that smells like school supplies. that's right I love I it and I would come home and I'd walk into the drugstore at Pampa Texas where I grew up and and it was a smaller town I guess about 50,000 people and they knew they knew the Martin girls when would come in they said well what's the school supplies and I could go in and I could just get whatever I wanted it was just like an open and I, we would come home and lay our school supplies on the bed and you know ooh and all over the smell of the pencil and so you know it was a positive experience but if you can't do that you don't have to be able to do that but to have a positive a positive outlook about about school and prepare their way with your thoughts in that way. So uh, here are some other suggestions. Kim, what are some other things moms can do um, to prepare their kids for back to school other than praying for the teacher and Mm -hmm. making the school supplies a positive experience? What are some other things that would be helpful to them? Yeah, I think just on the real practical side is starting routine before the first day of school. Mm -hmm. That sounds like you know, oh, we're so busy and it's daylight out and, you know, we don't want to go to bed. But really starting your kids at sleep, as we've talked about before in other podcasts, how important good rest is. If you can start preparing your kids for the schedule of school, the routine of school, by getting them in bed early, by, you know, waking them up at a, at, you know, at a, at a consistent time, that really does help. It's, it's really hard to send kids to school at 7:30 when they're used to sleeping until 9:30 yes. every day of the summer. So start small like that um and just adjust sleep schedules as you're leading up to school. That sounds real simple, but a lot of people don't do it, and it's really important. Sure, and you know, statistics show that you should start that a week before school starts, mm-hmm. that you need to start that and go ahead, and so by the time school starts, they have kind of broken into that. I'm thinking about some of you with young children, and this is something I'm going to do with my grandchildren. I have a, a grandchild that's entering first grade, <clears throat> so it's like a really big deal. And so I'm going to take her to the library. You can take mm-hmm. your kids to the library and find some books on back to school or something that, that pertains to school, being kind, or something that generates that desire to read and, you know, taking kids to the library even before school starts. Hopefully you've been, in, you've been able to do that some during the summer, but, but a trip to the library will certainly be in my agenda, mm-hmm. you know, in That's August before, before school starts. Um, I think also that something that's very helpful is to practice 
for your little ones what the day looks like. Go ahead mm-hmm. and wake, have a morning, morning practice where you wake up and they put on their school clothes and you just go through the routine. They eat their mm-hmm. breakfast and you take them to the car, put them in the car. And if it's a f- small child, you go ahead and drive them, walk them out and play like you're walking up to school and talk about, mm-hmm. oh, the sun is so beautiful. God has made this day for you. This is your first day of school. And just kind of do a dry run. That's good. For, for their child, especially if it's their first time going there. I, I like just even what you said. There's one thing when I used to drive my big kids now, when I used to drive them to elementary school, we would do this thing called Remember Who You Are. And every week I would take a different thing that the Bible says that they are. You know, you are holy and dearly loved. And I would we would talk about that. And we had not a very far drive, maybe maybe three or four miles, but we would get in the car and I would say, the Bible says, boys, you are holy and dearly loved. Remember who you are. And it got to where we would get in the car and I would say, remember who you are. What's the Bible say? And they would say, we're holy and dearly loved. We're this or this or this, you know, we're forgiven. We're, we're loved by God. They would go through all of these things that the Bible says that they are. Then as they got older and I would drop them off places, I would say, remember who you are. And that's all I had to say because we'd been practicing that on the way to school. So what you said about mentioning scripture in the morning, you know, for you moms, I would say once it doesn't even have to be when school starts. Maybe you're taking them to daycare now, but you're preparing for this. Start speaking that life to your kids because once they step in the doors of that school, there are students and teachers and administrators that have a louder voice than you do until you get home that night. And so be be the loudest voice for them in preparing to go to school so that their their mind is equipped. Sure, sure. I love that. <clears throat> I love that idea. That's a great way for them to walk into the school building secure against other voices, mm-hmm. potential other kids that would say unkind things or bully them. It's just a great foundation, a great anchor in their soul to know, to, to know and remember who they are. You know something, we might, we, we don't want to, um, oh, piggybacking on what you said about taking them to school. Uh, I, I went through a routine uh, when I took my kids to school as a single mother was building a routine in the car. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you were doing. Right. The routine that I had was before they would get out of the car, I would hand them an imaginary blessing. And that just meant, I'm with you. You can do it. You're awesome. God's favor on you today. And one day I drove up to the school and I dropped Jason off and um, off he went. And then he came running back to the car and I thought, oh my goodness, I forgot his lunch. And he rolled down the car and in a frantic, he said, mom, you forgot to give me my blessing. Oh, that's sweet. And so I, you know, it just reminded me that a routine is so important, mm-hmm. whether it's that or giving them a blessing, an imaginary blessing or something that they can hold on. Mom's with me during the day. And either one of those would certainly accomplish that purpose. I don't think we can underestimate, we've talked about sleep, but I don't think we can underestimate nutrition and the importance of fewer snacks and more meals. And mm-hmm. I know that's really hard for a single mom, but it's important, I think, for us to think about. And this is really hard for me, Kim, because I don't cook. And so you <laughs> you probably are all over this, but this would be a real grueling thing for me to do now, to think about the meals. I mean, come on, we can get our dinner at 7-Eleven or something. Look, we can have peanut butter and jelly or <laughs> jelly and peanut butter. Yeah, Which would you right, prefer? That's right. So, um, you know, how, how, how did you do the meals in your house in preparing your boys for back to school? Well, we, I mean, really, I made things very simple. I, especially that first week of school when there's a lot of transition and they're tired and they're, you know, like they're, they're going to come home and they're going to either be really, really quiet because something's bothering them or it's just a brand new 
situation or they're going to be you know hyper because they're so excited i tried to make meals that were really really easy especially with cleanup so that i could spend more time with them in the evening just kind of preparing for the next day and talking about what happened in their day crock pot meals you don't it doesn't have to be fussy like sure. it just doesn't have to be fussy you can you can throw together a vegetable and a turkey sandwich i mean sure I mean, sure. there's probably some health conscious moms that are like, ah, I would never do that. But I mean, you just do what you got to do. A- you just make it easy on you. You yes. make it easy on yes. yourself. As a single mom, um, one thing I remember uh, when I was a single mom, my kids were, uh, well, I was a single mom from the time they were two to three. But by the time they entered school, I was still a single mom when they were six and seven. And I lived in a neighborhood and we had a co-op and it was very helpful that some of my friends got together and we had a co-op of meals and exchanged we cooked mm-hmm. a bunch of meals and then we put them in containers and exchanged them and froze them and I know that that may not be possible for you but it was very helpful for me to have a network of about 10 friends that, that mm-hmm. was able to co-op co-op our meals together and that was certainly I'm sure they were much I'm sure I was much more happy to get their meals than them get mine but. <laughs> I doubt it. But anyway, so that that certainly is an opportunity, something to think about as well. And, you know, we're talking about picking up the kids. I'm just thinking for you moms with preschoolers and first-time kids, uh, when school is out, be be there early the first day. Be there early. Don't make them wait. If Mm -hmm. you can, be one of the first moms there because I know they're going to be anxiously waiting for you. You know, I want to address the mom who has children going off to college. It's not just um, equipping our kids to go to early elementary school but even moms in junior high school and in high school and college there is a preparation time mm-hmm. but I especially want to talk about kids leaving the nest and going to college because Cam that fits into where you are right mm-hmm. now can you share with me ways that are helpful for moms that are about ready to be an empty nest and how to prepare them and yourself yeah if you know because you may not know what's coming uh, well I've sent one away okay, already so you kind of know right so talk, and talk I'm to us about that sending number two one of the things that I really tried to do with my boys as they one has already left and then the other one is leaving in the next few weeks is just to speak life to them I have really stopped telling them everything I want them to do now don't forget to do this and don't forget to do this and don't forget to do this because I know that they're afraid to leave and go to school even if they don't say it, they would never say it. But I'm if, sure the boys. Right, right. I mean, like, because that would make them feel weak or whatever. But you know that they're nervous and they're scared to go to college because it's a whole bunch of unknown, just like a kindergartner would be. You know, they're they're scared. But I think we can always be that voice for our kids that's, that looks them in the eye and says, I believe in you and you've got what it takes to do this well. And so I find myself telling my older boys that now I'm excited for your future because, you know, and what these people see in you in the first week that you're there at college, that's going to set the tone. And I know you'll put your best foot forward. And I'm excited for you because you are an honorable young man. You're a strong young man. You're respectful. You know, just trying to just trying to encourage them and who they are instead of giving them a list of things that I want them to be. Sure. And your kindergartners the same way. There are, you know, don't be that mom that says, oh, I'm going to be so sad without mm-hmm. you all day long. And, you know, mommy's just going to miss you so much. I mean, okay, you're going to miss them. But can we just be real? Everybody's a little bit excited for a kid to go to school. <laughs> I mean, like if you're not, then I've got some children you could borrow. Yeah, that's right. Or homeschool or whatever. But 
it's it's good and it's right to to build your kids up and to build their confidence by saying you've got what it takes to be an amazing kindergartner and you're going to be a great friend to people. Sure, I love that. You're what you're saying is you're casting a vision for yes. them. It's cast yes. a vision even into the even into your younger ones. Um, you know, even now when I have my my upcoming first grader in the house, I will say, okay, repeat after me. I am confident. Mm-hmm. She say, I am confident. I am loved by God. I am loved by God. I can do this. I can do this. I will always be kind to people. I will always, you can brainwash them, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, yeah. it's just, you use the <laughs> We brain. like to call it training. Yes. For me, it's brainwashing. <laughs> just make sure you repeat after me, please. But um, it's, it's being able to just settle in their souls. They're still trying to figure out who they are and the way they're going to act in school. Or we will play act. I'll say, okay, now Kylie, you go over there and um, why don't you you be Kylie and let me be the boy next to you and then I'll start acting up and I'll say what are you going to do if something 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 happens what are you going to do when he steals your pencil or pushes you let's play act what are you going to do and so we'll play act you know she'll say well I'm going to tell the teacher and I'm like well no what what are you going to do what are you going to do to 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 take care of the boy so I just try to think up little mini plays you know, something you can do with your preschoolers about scenarios they might face. I would advise you as moms to look at bullying on the internet to be able to talk to your child about it, about what it looks like, how to react to it, who to talk to about it. Um, I don't want to necessarily scare anybody, but I think especially as they enter junior high, we need to be aware of how they need to respond to it if they're Mm -hmm. caught in that situation. And that'd be a a good little research for them to do. Yeah, that's good. Did you ever run into that with any of your boys? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, no, I I don't know. Or maybe we just didn't call it that. Yes. yes. You know, that a few years ago, we just didn't call it that. Yeah. But, you know, my, my kids were always pretty, pretty strong in their personality that, I mean, I hope they weren't the bully. Sure. But, I know. I know. <laughs> as I say that, I'm well, like, uh-oh. I know. Well, I, I, I won't go there because I, <laughs> I have guilt written all over my face because I remember some situations. But we'll just go on because God is good and he grows them up. And so that's that's awesome to say. I, I do have um, something that I think moms could do in the summertime that just came to mind is teach them some responsibility. I see so many kids who don't know how to do anything for themselves. And that would be very difficult to send them to school ill-equipped to be responsible. I'm thinking in, in particular of my my son that's going to college this fall. He is very well-equipped to solve problems. Even just this week, we sat down and, and there was something dealing with college that he didn't know how to do. I could have easily done it for him. But instead, I said, let's get online. I'll sit next to you and and you figure out how to do this. I was there to kind of say, check this part or check this part. But instead of doing it for him, I kind of taught him how to do it. So when he goes to college and he has a question about his student account or something, he's not going to call me. He's going to be equipped to know how to go to the bursar's office and handle it. Same way with little kids. Let them help you make lunch. Let them help you do things. Let them learn how to give them some responsibility that teaches them a little bit how to solve some problems. So when they go to school, they're not helpless. They're not like, I don't know where the bathroom is, and they pee their pants. They mm-hmm. know enough to say, Miss Jones, you know, where's the bathroom? Sure. or what? It's the tiniest things like that. But, like, teach your kids to be resourceful. Teach them responsibility. Teach them how to work. Teach them how to be problem solvers. I bet I say it ten times a day. You know, somebody will say, I'm thirsty. And I say, well, be a problem solver. You know, like, you're ten. Sure. 
get a drink of water. Sure. That's how we do that here. Yeah. You don't need me. Yeah. You know where the faucet is. That's awesome. Seriously. You know, I think also teaching your children the value of new friends. That's good. And the value of friendship and the value of uh, the inclusion of other Mm -hmm. people. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, because I see it with some of my little grandchildren, what hurts their hearts is they were left out or somebody didn't ask them to be, come to the front of the line or, or something, the value of, of inclusion, including people, and making that intentional. So I remember with my mother when I was going to junior high school, she was very adamant that I, at lunch, didn't sit with my friends, that I looked for the uh, the person sitting alone you would call them maybe the underdog or, or whatever you know they're they're not underdogs they were just like a loner a That's loner what you might call it yeah. sitting by themselves and my mother was like do not sit with your friends your cheerleader friends at lunch mm-hmm. you just go find somebody sitting alone and you either sit with them or bring them to your table and so I remember junior high school in junior high looking for who was sitting by themselves and um, I'm sure I didn't I did other things not right, but this is one thing my mother instilled in me, the value of inclusion, including everybody, being mindful of who's around you, especially your peers, because you get so caught up in peer pressure. The kids get so caught up in peer pressure and how do I look? What am I saying? Am I being included? Am I popular? That we need to teach them that's really not what's important. What's important is is um, feeding into some, making somebody else's day. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother instilled that in me. Um Early on and to this day, I, I, it's just trying to make somebody else feel like somebody special. So that's something that we can teach our kids. They doesn't, school doesn't have to be all about me. Mm-hmm. It can be all about others. And, and uh, that's certainly a life lesson we could all continue to tell ourselves as we move forward. Kim, we're about out of time, but do you have any other thought, anything that kind of you're thinking about? Say, oh, 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 I have one more thing. Or have we pretty well exhausted the um, the what we need to know about sending our kids back to school? I think maybe we've covered a lot of it. You know, just spend some time with your kids in the evening, even now, reading with them or just a few minutes before bed to connect with them because once school starts, especially for the younger kids, I know that across the board, you know, they're expected to read at home and it doesn't need to be a chore. Although reading out loud to me always puts me to sleep. Like what kind of homeschool mother doesn't love to <laughs> read out loud? I, know. I don't. I know. Read, read, read. <laughs> right. But just getting like getting yourself into the routine, not just your kids, but getting yourself into the routine and being prepared for an adjustment period. Kids may be tired. They may be grumpy. You may be tired and grumpy because it's a brand new schedule of running people around. So just just a little grace there. And man, I would say just remember this sounds so silly kind of remember to look them in the eye and smile at them because it starts to get really busy and there are days that go by and I think to myself I don't even know if I looked those kids in the eye today Mm -hmm. and and really smiled at them so just just the tiniest little things like that send them off with a hug and a kiss and tell them they can do it and you believe in them sure and I love that and then just trust God to do his work yes and don't don't be a helicopter mom that's right like don't follow them around at school Just trust God to do his work and right. keep your eyes open. Right. And um, I don't even know if we mentioned prayer in the midst of it. We can't We can't. Right. end this podcast without saying, you know, the value of prayer and praying for them after you've dropped them off and safety for them and the children and wisdom and them making wise choices during the day. Well, friends, I hope you've gleaned a few ideas that will be helpful in your household. 
with school coming up pretty soon. You know what? I think my favorite thing said today was the idea, I think Kim started with the idea of adventure and celebration in the home with back to school in this season of life. Um, How important it is for you as a mom, a single mom, to maximize your influence in that child's life Mm -hmm. because you don't have long. It would be gone before you know it and that you are enough. You have everything you need to do the things we've talked about today. Friend, we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic, or maybe you can ask questions for us to answer on future podcasts. You can leave us a comment on social media or email us at info at ariseministries.net. I want to leave you with this thought. Our first responsibility as a mom, maybe who wishes to bring glory and honor to God, is to set the atmosphere in our home that enables our children to thrive. And that's a hard thing to do when we're struggling ourselves, isn't it? But we have the ability through Christ who gives us strength to to display a positive tone in our home. I mean, attitude is everything. We can ask God to give us an attitude of joy and optimism and delight in him. So if you enjoyed our podcast today, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net. And there you will see videos, articles, podcasts, and even Bible study series specifically written for single moms. Lots of tools on that uh, education center for navigating real life. So I guess that's it for today. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.